We're a private school. We're not funded um, very strongly by the government at all. And so we do this on a very thin budget. And uh, we've been blessed by um, support from the community in the past as well, which has helped us um, do what we do. But it still is, like I think most schools face, a very, um, it's an expensive part of, of your program and you want to use your resources, including your time, as efficiently as possible. I am not a very strong techie person, but I enjoy technology. My experience at Countryside here, um, we've, we've used a lot of different methods and systems for computers. Um, when I first started here, there was a few scattered computers within some of the classrooms. Uh, we're very old and uh, barely did nothing. Um, shortly after I started here, the school received a donation and uh, it was invested into our first computer lab and that's when we moved from typing on typewriters to um, actually using computers. So there was a vision there to move in that direction. So from that first little computer lab that we had, um, we've moved to a more uh, centralized network here at the school. And uh, for the last 10, 15 years, we've had probably around uh, 20 to 30 computers um, that have been a part of the school network as a whole. It's probably the time, the time factor that I am concerned about the most. I have spent way too many hours in solving and um, troubleshooting tech problems that um, probably could be avoided if we would spend just a little bit of time in um, setting things up correctly when we we begin. Some of my own personal experiences, I'm not saying that uh, they won't be outdated in two, three years and there might be different perspectives. I think one of the best things you can do as a teacher, unless you are just gifted with technical skill, is try and find someone within your community who is techie, who enjoys that, and wouldn't mind giving back to the school with their time. Hopefully, they'll be willing to donate their time. If not, maybe they'll give it at a really reduced um, labor rate. That is just worth a lot for you as an administrator to not have to worry about that. Um, they can also then give you good counsel as to kind of a direction. Try to project where you're going to be in five years from now. We're not like businesses that will change out our hardware um, quite frequently. Typically, um, as schools, we run till they die. And uh, so you're probably going to have this set up for a number of years. Make sure it's going to adequately meet your needs for the coming um, near future here. I've come to the conclusion on a number of things. If it's at all possible for you, even if you only have four or five computers, I still, still think it, it would be worth it. Try and set up a network. Have your computers networked, and if possible, um, set it up with an Active Directory. Um, this seems to be the simplest way to manage things for school and for student access, um, which is going to simplify um, just being able to administrate a lot of different things. Um, we didn't start that way here, 
and there is there is a technical side of it and that's why I hope you have a friend that you can lean on but when you go this route it really does simplify a number of the aspects of your computer system when it comes to things like internet filtering um, in my opinion it is much easier to, to control internet filtering at the point of entry at one spot compared to having to manage um, licenses of, of filters on individual machines. If you have a good filter, you'll be able to categorize your students by groups and put them into different groups. Maybe one group has different permissions than another group in what they can access or what they, you're going to allow them to do. And that all is driven by the login that the student has. It really simplifies file sharing. You can set up groups uh, or different folders and give access to students to, to specific folders and then they can submit assignments there as well. A wireless network, depending on the type of um, wireless network you use, you'll want to be able to centrally manage that and so a server can help configure that. Not that there's not other ways, but you can install um, software that way. In the past we've used software like Rosetta Stone where for language learning, where we've needed a network in order to um, use that rather than individual workstations. We've also done um, used this for music uh, software as well. Now, with if you are connected to the internet, there's a lot of really good resources that are available that way as well. When it comes to administrating something like uh, using an imaging software of some sort. If you have your computer images stored on the server, you can just send them out to the workstation that's connected to the inter uh, to the network. Sorry, not the internet. You can rewrite the image on that computer quite easily. I think a second part of this is unless you have unlimited funding, I would really um, suggest buying enterprise-grade hardware wherever possible. I've found over the years that good used enterprise grade hardware lasts longer than consumer grade new hardware. And so I'm not afraid to buy three or four year old lease returned computers at uh, maybe in Canada here they'd be they'd cost between 150 and 200 dollars a unit rather than buying a new uh, consumer grade hardware for three four hundred dollars i will i usually project i can get four to five years of life out of that hardware yet before it starts giving me problems which runs out to a cost of ownership of about forty to fifty dollars a unit a year that's the model that i had i've run around here for at countryside for many years the other thing i would suggest is don't be afraid to have one or two spare units around it's nothing as frustrating as being in a class and something dies and then you have a student sitting there who can't do anything. Uh, when if, you, if you're set up as a network, um, you can just switch out the machine and the student can be up and rolling um, quite quickly again. Another little tidbit of advice is if you are setting up a computer lab, do your best to try and get all the same make and model um, for the stations. That just helps to um, when you try and do software setup or um, some other things, it just makes it easier to do that. Once again, if you're not technically inclined, this is some, hopefully if someone who can help you with this, 
try and find uh, a good uh, imaging software that you can use for hard drive imaging. This will allow you to rebuild a computer if it gets something messed up in the software. You can do that in minutes compared to the hours it can take to uninstall or reinstall software. Um, whereas if you have that license for imaging, um, it can be done very quickly, once again across a network. Um, but that will save you hours of administration time. And that software will probably run you between $15 and $25 per unit, but you'll quickly repay that. Um, repay yourself if you're the one taking care of the, the network just in the time that you would save in that. This last time that we refurbished our computer lab, we actually went to a um, virtual desktop environment where we no longer actually have computers at each of the stations. We're using a device called N-Computing and this allows us to use just one server to power all of the desktops that are within the school. Now this did take, um, we, we utilized the resources from Microsoft from, through TechSoup to do this to make it affordable but um, we only have one server now that we have to manage and that has significantly reduced uh, uh, the time and the energy that um, needs to be invested in the lab. Now, I have some former students who are interested in the school here and have given us their time at a highly reduced rate to set that all up and configure it. So that's some of the benefits that you can get from alumni or someone from your community who's interested in the um, your computer program at the school. For sourcing hardware, I think there's a couple of options you can have. If there's a large business in your local area that is on a on a system of uh, refurbishing their computers or they they tend to switch them out every few years see if you can get on their list for um, acquiring five or ten units uh, from them when they switch them out they can um, they can wipe the hard drives and give you decent enterprise grade hardware and uh, you'll be able to repurpose it in the school Yes, it's a few years old, but from my experience, it's very rare that schools um, really tax their hardware hard. And so we don't need the newest and greatest um, equipment um, to run what we're typically doing within the classroom or with our students. In Canada here, we have an organization called Computers for Schools, which is an, it's kind of an organization that bridges the gap between those corporations and schools. And so for a service fee, we can purchase hardware, quite old hardware, for um, a certain amount of dollars per unit. And it comes with a keyboard, it comes with a mouse and a monitor as a unit. The hardware has been maybe not as dependable as um, I would like at times. And so I've tried to shy away from there in, because I think uh, you can do better with other remanufacturers and refurbishers that your community probably has. Another good source of uh, software specifically is TechSoup. Dot org. In Canada, it's TechSoup Canada. In the U.S., it's TechSoup.org. If you are part of a church and your school is a part of a church, hopefully your church can be registered 
And with TechSoup.org, not all of their donations are um, allowable for education or necessarily for churches, but if you qualify, you can have drastic savings in the cost of your software. If you can't register with TechSoup, then at least consider registering with Microsoft um, Corporate, where you can get um, discounts by volume by. And, you, and in Canada here, you can get into volume licensing as soon as you hit five units of any type of software. And so I think a lot of schools would qualify for that. And once again, there are significant savings there. Before you ever buy any software, always check with the company to see if there's educational discounts or whether there's donations uh, from that company. Um, QuickBooks, for example, um, give software free to schools and they can use that in their classrooms. If you have an accounting course, you can get QuickBooks for free. You can offer uh, good, fairly up-to-date computing um, to your students on a very tight budget. For more free resources that support teaching and learning, visit the docforlearning.org.